0: Welcome to the Product Podcast, brought to you by Product School. Here, you'll get fresh insight from the people at the very top of the tech companies who make the products we love. Remember, you can learn product management live online. Visit productschool.com to discover our new certificate path. There, you can also join the world's largest community of PMs and network with the leaders from these podcasts at our online events. There's something happening almost every day. Hello, everyone. My name is Rashi Koshik, and I'm a Senior Product Manager at Expedia. I'm based out of Gurgaon, India. It's been four and a half years with Expedia, and I've been part of three different teams here. Before this, I was with Microsoft for almost seven years in different roles and different teams. I'm excited to have all of you here, and I had a great time creating this session for you. I hope you find this informative, The topic that I've picked up is Product Backlog, Create, Prioritize and Organize. Um, I know you must be thinking that this is a very modest topic, but as a product manager myself, I can't emphasize the importance of a good product backlog. It plays a key role in a product manager's life, given it's the first deliverable owned by the product managers and getting this right will lay a strong foundation for your product. In terms of the key takeaways, so after this session, I hope you'll have a good understanding of product strategy, product roadmap, and product backlog. What are the key differences and how they tie back together? You'll also know how to create a good product backlog and what kind of a backlog will help win everyone over. We'll also talk about organizing and iterating where we'll touch upon feedback and feed forward. Now, before we jump on to with product backlog, I want to take a minute to help understand the difference between the terms that we hear on a daily basis. So executives at our companies, they talk about product strategy, the managers talk about product roadmap, while the engineering teams and other teams, they talk about the product backlog. So what is the difference between all these and what should I as a product manager refer to to define my backlog? So let's let's start with the product strategy first. So strategy forms the foundation and is the primary reason you are actually creating the product. At a high level, it defines the aspirational goals or vision for your product. It also details out the value proposition you are trying to bring for the customer. Product strategy is generally a long-term vision. It can be a three-year or a five-year strategy based on your product. And in most cases, it's cross-functional. So the strategy is often conceptual in nature and it's not fully shaped sometimes. The other thing to note is that your company strategy isn't really your product strategy. If you are working in a large company with several products, then each of those products will have their own product strategy. Whereas the company strategy will be common for the entire company. Now, in case of startups, you may have some crossover where initially you might have one product to begin with, but make sure that you are able to branch out your product strategy as and when you grow into multiple products. I hope that clarifies. Now, while the product strategy outlines a desired future state for your product, the product roadmap articulates the tactical steps to achieve that product strategy. So our roadmap is a visualization of your strategy. The roadmap is a high level tool and a quick glance should convey where you are talking the product over the next coming months or or maybe coming years also. So typical items on a roadmap will include a high level product theme and possibly some high level epics as well. Now, on top of it sits the product backlog. As you can see, the product backlog is derived from the roadmap. And the backlog has task level details required to execute on the strategic plan set forth in the roadmap. A quick glance at your backlog should convey what's next on your development team's to-do list as they execute on the roadmap's big picture vision. So typical items on a backlog will include your stories, your bug fixes, your platform enhancements, so on and so forth. Now, the key difference, as I stated earlier, while the strategy can be a three-year or a five-year strategy, the roadmaps are generally yearly or half-yearly, and in some cases even quarterly, whereas the backlog will only cover a couple of releases. And now I think we can we are ready to move on to our topic, which is product backlog. So the first thing is what exactly is a product backlog? A product backlog is an ordered list of desired product functionality. The so items that typically go in a product backlog can include new features, feature enhancements, bug fixes, platform enhancements, like technical debts, you might be doing some POCs, and other technical stuff. Ideally, and in most cases, you should make sure that the product backlog is the single source of requirement for any changes to be made to the product. While the owner of the product backlog is the product manager, The main audience is the product, the UX, the business, and the development teams. Okay, so we we know what what is a product backlog now, but why is product backlog so important and so worthy? So product backlog is important because it's the key deliverable of a product manager. The second thing is it provides a centralized and shared understanding of what exactly you need to build and in which order you will build it. Most important thing is the success of a product and the delivery team greatly depends on what goes into your product manager. So now you understand that as a product manager, there's a lot of onus that lies on your shoulders where you are responsible for not just your success or your product success, but your team success as well. We know our product backlog, we know it's important, but before we start building one, let's understand what do we call a good and effective backlog? So what are the qualities? So first and foremost, a back a good backlog is well-groomed, it's emergent in nature, it's prioritized, it's categorized. So when I say it's well-groomed, which means it has all the necessary details required for execution, which also means that it's ready from a requirement perspective. So it has your functional, non-functional, UX, analytics, and other details properly called out. The other important aspect is it's emergent, which means it's not rigid, it's organic and dynamic in nature. So you should be able to add, remove, modify items as and when required. Then your the items in your backlog should be arranged in order of priority, meaning what goes first and what goes next, and needless to say, There has to be a proper categorization, which will help us understand the progress being made on different areas or different themes. Now, while you're building a good backlog with all these qualities, at any point, don't lose sight of your roadmap and ensure whatever you are doing has a clear alignment with your product roadmap. So now we know what is the backlog, what is a good backlog, why it's important, but I guess the million dollar question that everyone has is how and where to start building one. So this is is one of the key areas as a product manager. I would say that you need to start by gathering ideas. Now there are multiple ways to gather ideas. Um, If your product has been out for some time, Review the product performance against the KPIs and identify the gaps. Analyze the data which is collected to understand how your product is doing in the market. Um, Do the metrics show a positive, a flat, or a negative trend? Look at all these trends. And then sit down and draw conclusions from those trends. Do a proper analysis and see what would help your product perform better. The next thing is to look out for new market trends. Now, are there any new technology or regulatory or social developments happening in the market? For example, there might be a GDPR thing which is coming, which might impact your product. So talking to users on a regular basis, attending conferences, participating in online communities can help you spot new trends. The next most important thing is keeping a close eye on competition. The first thing you need to do is identify all your competitors and then study them thoroughly. Reviewing their products will tell you if what you are building in your product is sufficiently differentiated or not. Last but not the least, follow developments at your own company. So are there any changes to the the product strategy? And if so, what are the consequences on your product? Now, while you're reviewing everything that's happening around, don't forget to trust your data and your intuition. Uh, Always remember that nobody knows your product better than you, and just because somebody else or everybody else out there is doing machine learning doesn't mean you also have to do it. So see what works best for the product and make the judgment based on that. Now, while you as a product manager, is responsible for creating the backlog, I would strongly suggest you to take a collaborative approach and partner with your stakeholders in this. Now, there are numerous benefits of doing this. Firstly, it helps leverage the knowledge and creativity of the entire team. Second thing is, when you involve all your stakeholders, it helps you build a strong buy-in from the team. It will also reduce the risk in understanding why we are doing something, and what we are doing. Finally, their inputs will help you look beyond the functional requirements. I know you are a product manager, and and you know non-functional and UX and analytics, but then there are specific functions who are specialized in doing so. So take guidance from them. So how you can do this is, how you can take the collaborative approach is, I would say start by setting up meetings initially, but slowly. You should actually build a process to involve stakeholders in the backlog creation and grooming process. Now one way is to build an idea board where people can come and put in their ideas on a a regular basis, and then you set up a regular cadence to review those ideas. Don't dilute the product vision by promising everything to, to everyone. Okay, so now you took a collaborative approach and Don't blame me if you've got a farm full of cows and goats and horses. Uh, I know you have a bunch of ideas now and you're totally confused as to what to do next. So the next logical step is to start categorizing those ideas. You can categorize based on the customer problems you are solving. You can also categorize based on some themes you might have defined initially, or if not, then this is a good time to define themes for your backlog. The idea here is not to get overwhelmed with the amount of ideas. Start slowly by reducing the noise and always keep a focus on your goals. Now that you've categorized your items within a certain customer problem or a theme, the next thing is to prioritize those items within that theme. A list of things without a clear hierarchy of importance can make it extremely difficult for for everyone to stay focused and you will not be able to get anything done. So prioritization, it might sound simple, but unfortunately, this is one of the most complicated processes. It involves weighing up the cost against value, effort against time, and a lot of different businesses will likely involve many different stakeholders. A simple approach that I follow is plotting a two by two matrix of customer value versus effort. And then what I do is I place all my ideas which have been categorized into the four quadrants on this matrix. So anything which is high value and low effort are quick wins and should definitely go on top of my backlog. Similarly, whatever is low value and high effort should I guess be eliminated. Now, the problem is with the other two quadrants. For the ones which are low value and low effort, um, you might not want to drop them immediately and you might need to analyze them more. Now, these can act as good fill-ins for you and you know what I'm referring to here. For For the other one, which is high value and high effort, these are actually major projects or big bets for you And one thing I think that can help is you might want to break them down into smaller chunks and try fitting them again into the the quadrants. So I put a link here which can give you more details on different prioritization techniques that product managers use. Please review that link and see what works best for you. Okay, so now you have prioritized. And kudos to you that you have come so far. You have finally have a prioritized list of ideas which needs to be executed. But are you done yet? Sorry, there is more for you to do. Now your engineering team, unfortunately, cannot directly work on ideas. And what they need is, they need user stories. So I know we all do it on a daily basis, writing down user stories. So we'll not go into details here. And we'll just quickly touch upon how to to write one. So a simple example. The first thing when you are writing a user story is identify your customer. It's very important to identify the problem you are solving for the customer. Find out the benefit of solving. And finally, it's important to have an acceptance criteria and a success matrix for every story that you write. Um, Make sure when you're writing your user stories, You keep yourself limited to these things and you don't really go into solutioning. So let the engineers take care of the solutioning part. You should should keep yourself limited to to this much. Organize and iterate. Now, first of all, congratulations, all of you. You have come so far here. Now your stories are ready to to be picked up by the engineering team and they can start delivering. Um, as a product manager, I know you have done enough to reach to this stage, but can you now sit back and relax? I'm sorry, still not. So there is, there's still a lot of things to be done. And what you have created is the first iteration of your backlog in no time. This will become outdated if you don't refine or groom it regularly. So. Make sure you groom your backlog regularly by removing what is not required, adding on new items to your backlog and updating the existing ones. Also take time to review the larger items and see if possible break them down into smaller ones. Now again, what I would say is don't do it all alone and be more collaborative here. So this should again be a collective effort and not everything can be done by you alone. So involve all your stakeholders. And especially when you want to break down the bigger items into smaller ones, the engineering team can really help a lot. I would say again, take the same approach, look for the market trends and see if you can add more items to your backlog. Look at what competitors are doing, Again, you will get a lot of insights to feed into your backlog. And most importantly, um, analyze the performance of what you have released out, and then measure it against the KPIs. And this will give you a lot of pointers to refine and groom your backlog. While you'll measure the performance of the features which are released to the customer, you can maximize your product value by building a feedback mechanism. Um, a feedback mechanism is a mechanism to use customer's feedback to improve the quality of our deliverables. Now, in this case, we've some kind of a feedback loop. It can be asking for reviews directly from the customers or, or maybe some other feedback loop where the customers tell us what they like or don't like about the product. An effective loop will actually have three different touch points. So it will help you collect data and then you as a product manager will analyze that data. And finally, you'll apply that customer feedback into your product. Now, don't just keep the the feedback limited to the positive feedback. It's very important to look at the negative feedback also because that is what will help you improve the quality of your product. So look at both the positive feedback as well as the negative feedback on a regular basis. Now building a customer loop, it might require multiple iterations and it's a long-term thing and initially it might not give you gains immediately. But then this is a good way to improve the quality of your backlog items. And then finally it will go a long way in keeping your customers satisfied. With that, we have come to the end of the session. I hope you find this insightful. I would love to get your feedback and your questions. Uh, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, thank you all once again for joining us here. And especially thanks to Product School for creating this wonderful platform where we all can connect and exchange knowledge. Uh, stay safe, everyone. Bye bye. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Product Podcast. If you like this episode, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. For more product insights, head over to ProductSchool.com.